Breaking the Borderline Stigma. I'm Kristen Nicole. I'm a life coach for highly sensitive women and women with borderline personality disorder, helping you to create a protective emotional skin to learn to love all of you and to let your gorgeous light shine despite the darkness. And by the way, I'm also a highly sensitive person and a BPD conqueror myself. Hello and welcome back, my beautiful, deeply feeling friends. I'm so happy to have you here. And in today's episode, I want to talk about um, managing situations when you notice a trigger or a trauma trigger. Basically, when you feel like you are noticing some emotional dysregulation, um, maybe you have some anger coming up, that sort of thing. <clears throat> but before I get into that. I just have a couple announcements. I'm I, and I realized I'm like I should have the beginning just say okay announcement time, as I always think of things that I want to be able to tell you and share with you, um, and I want to make sure I do that before I get into the content so that I don't forget. But number one is um, I may sound a little funny. I am getting over a cold. I am okay. I just kind of feel a little pooey, um, but. I, I try to put these out very consistently and regularly, and um, I know I'm already releasing it a little late, and it's just because I haven't had a chance to record because I haven't been feeling well, but it's still important to me to get it out to you. <clears throat> so I apologize if I sound a little icky, um, but I it was just really important to me that I um, take the time to record this, and then maybe I'll go take a nap or something. Um, but I just wanted to make sure I got it out to you. That's the first thing. The second thing is I noticed in my last podcast, there was a little bit of crackling with my microphone. So hopefully this episode won't have that. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, I don't want it to take away from any of the, the content or anything like that. So hopefully that's not an issue, but maybe I need to get a new microphone. Um, but the Last announcement that I wanted to share before I jump into the content is something that I'm really excited about. I mentioned this in season one. I was considered considering putting together um, kind of a, a Patreon or, or like a, a paid level of content um, for a variety of reasons. One, it'll help me to um, help to really support me to be able to give you some additional information um, and be able to put more content out there. Um, and it'll give me the funds to be able to do that because um, just being able to pay for the things to be able to um, to run the podcast and things like that. And also um, ensuring that I, I kind of have that time to be able to do that. But what I'm most excited about is um, I was looking into it more and really the most exciting part for me is the idea of being able to create a, a community space for all of us who listen and anybody who wants to join would be able to do so. And I will say um, 
this would be starting off very, very low priced. So maybe $5 a month, maybe even lower for the first tier. Um, and just to be able to simply to cover the cost of getting it all set up and, and the software that I need to pay for in order to create that community. Um, so that's one aspect of it. I think that it would be really amazing if we could all interact with one another. You'd be able to have more interaction with me. It would basically be um, a community where you could go in and communicate and interact with one another, talk to one another, post things. Um, you could post things to me on there. But really something where we can lift one another up uh, and it being a community of empowerment for each other and empathy and com compassion and really having the connection with one another. Because the thing with BPD and being deeply feeling or being a highly sensitive person is it is very, very isolating because you often feel like, at least this is my experience, that you're the only one going through this. And it's it can be hard to explain to people who don't have the experience of it. Um, and so I think it would be really powerful. And the idea behind the community is not necessarily to commiserate or, you know, like certainly, um, there will be aspects. I'm sure people, they, they can come in there and kind of talk about like, this is what happened. What do you recommend? Right. But I don't want it to be a community of going in and talking about how horrible BPD is and just a lot of, um, stuff where it's just a lot of venting. I think that venting is definitely needed and necessary, and it's a way to get out our frustrations. But the way that I've been in communities like this in the past is it's like you have a vent, and then you have a brag, and you have a desire, right? So it's almost bringing all of those aspects together. Now, I don't want to overwhelm you with the information, Basically, my question to you is, is this something you would be interested in? So what I'm thinking is the first tier would be, would be just having access to the community. And then there will be additional tiers. If you want to partake in that, it's completely optional, of course, where I'm thinking there will be additional podcast episodes. So separate from this, um, I can also make resource guides available, something that I can't do in the free version of the podcast. Um, maybe even having some Q&A sessions or some group coaching calls, um, things of that nature. So I think it could be a really, really great experience. And, I, and that is my intent with it. And so I simply need to know is this something you would be interested in? Um, and if you are, invitation to stop this recording right now, just pause it, go down to the show notes, click on the link there that says, yes, I'm interested in the community, and then sign up. It'll take you to a separate page where you just drop me your email address. I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to send you a bunch of emails all the time. This is just to let me know that it's something you would be interested in. And um, and and that's it. And then once it's ready to go, I'll send out an email and let you know that it's ready to go. And you can go in and join the community. So, and like I said, the community I mean, it's going to be very, very low, like a very low cost. Um, it might, 
my intent with it is not to um, be making a ton of money. It's just simply that I want to be able to offer more to you. And I want to be able to offer the community aspect that you don't really get just by listening to a podcast, unfortunately, Um, because podcasting is very much a one-way street. And this is going to make it more interactive so that we can really connect. So if that's something you're interested in, again, pause this right now, invitation, please, to pause this, go down to the show notes and click the link that says, yes, I'm interested in the community. And then um, just sign up there. It'll essentially be a wait list and I'll put it together. I will say um, I want to make sure that there's interest. So if I can get at least 10 people to reach out and say, yes, I'm interested and join the wait list, I will move forward with this. Now, the one thing I will say is please do not assume that just because a lot of people listen to this, I will get 10 people who reach out. Okay. Cause that's the thing. If everybody assumes that nobody's going to do it and then I won't put it together. So if it's something that really piques your interest, please invitation again to pause this right now, go down and click in the show notes and click. Yes, I am interested in the community and then sign up and then you can come back and finish the rest of the podcast. Okay, I just I know how things are. I know with my ADHD brain, my neurodivergent brain, I will listen to something and think, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yes, I want to do it. And then I get distracted and I completely forget about it. Um, And so I'm assuming that I'm not the only one that that happens to. So especially being a mom, um, working and having my own business. um, You know, we're pulled in, I'm pulled in a bunch of different directions. I'm sure you're pulled in a bunch of different directions as well. Um, but I think this would be really, really awesome, especially since I have had quite a few discovery calls with individuals who I think would love to be able to work together. Um, but the price range is just out of grasp, right? So out of reach. So, and that's totally understandable, but this will help to give you more access to me and to be able to, um, communicate and, and be in contact with one another. Um, and I think that's really, really important. So that's my announcement. So I'm going to go ahead and now jump into the content. Um, and I want to tell you about a situation that I experienced over the summer. There's a lot of stuff that happened over the summer. Um, a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, I need to talk about this on the podcast. Um, there was a call that I was on. This was probably like two or three weeks after I did the um, season finale for episode or for season one. And it's been on my mind to share it with you because so a little bit of backstory is um, I was in this coaching program, business business program. I did it for one, the first year. I, I saw a lot of value out of it I from a personal level. Like I didn't make a lot of money from it. That's okay because from my personal development, from like feeling better, it really helped. It's one of the things that helped to get me there beyond DBT therapy. Um, so I signed up for a second year. And I would say maybe three or four months into it, I'm like, you know what, I want to pivot and focus on another program that I feel like would be more applicable and aligned to what I need. So I asked them if I could put it on hold and they said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, then I get one of their members reaching out and I just get a text. Hey, Kristen, do you have a couple minutes to um, connect? I and talk about, I don't remember, 
um, talk about your vision or something like that. And so I thought, oh, they probably just want to ask me if I want to get started back up again. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I said, yeah, I, um, we can go ahead and have a conversation because I should probably start back up. I mean, it'd been like nine months <laughs> since, you know, like it'd been on hold for nine months. So I get on the phone with someone. We'll call him um, Jerry. Hopefully I remember to use that same name. I just don't want to, you know, for for um, anonymity purposes, you know, I don't want to, um, my purpose is not to be calling somebody out on this. It, my purpose is to share with you the experience and how I handled it. So that way, if you find yourself in any sort of triggering experience, hopefully you can take away some of these pieces and it'll help manage that for you. So I get on the phone with Jerry and immediately he starts off asking me like, okay, tell me about um, your experience in XYZ and and what have you been doing? Da, 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 da. Now, I will say when I first started a business, I started in network marketing because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that was like an easy way to get started. And when I originally signed up, this was like one of those programs. Okay. Well, I don't do that anymore. Really. I don't focus on it. Um, I focus on coaching. Um, now I will say the thing with it is it helped me to realize what my true passion was, which is being able to coach people and help people through these difficult times. Um, and so he started asking me all about network marketing. And, and the thing is, is that he, it's like he didn't even really give me a chance. So most most of the time when you get on these calls, it's like, tell me about your business. What do you want to accomplish? That sort of thing. He just got off and said, so what interests you about network marketing? Or I can't even remember. It was something and it he wasn't asking me the right question. So that already was annoying. I'm like, you know, if you actually asked me, like, how are you doing with network marketing? Even to begin with, I would have said, I'm not really doing it anymore. It's not an interest of mine any anymore. I, I have changed. I've realized what I really want to do business-wise. Um, and it would have been a very different conversation. But he didn't do any of that. He just almost like word vomited all of these questions. <clears throat> now, this was also in the middle of the day where I was in between meetings. I only had so much time and I hadn't eaten lunch yet. And I don't know about you, but I get very hangry. Um, <clears throat> I am a very hangry person if I don't eat. And I will go from completely fine to, you know, 150% pissed off in a matter of seconds once I get to a certain point of having not eaten in so long. I recognize that about myself. But I thought, okay, he told me it was going to be a 30-minute call. So I'm like, I can take 30 minutes and then I'll eat after I talk to him and then I have another meeting. So I get on the phone and he's asking me all the stuff that's not the right questions to be asking me. Now, I'm a coach, right? So I think about this where it's like, you, what are you, you're asking me the wrong questions because part of coaching is, is one, listening to the person and asking them specific questions based off of what they're telling you to help open up, um, more thought process, processes, more um, just, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of how to put it, to, to basically get their, you know, mind going as to the possibilities, right? It's opening up the possibilities. And, but the client 
aka me, as they're very much in control, right? Like you, you are following their lead. You're not taking the lead. He was very much taking the lead. And so this whole time I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, dude, you fucking suck. Like you are horrible at this. And I will say he was very condescending, very demeaning. I mean, I felt verbally attacked talking to him um, because like he was asking me kind of some of goals and things like that and like where I'm at. And, uh, and at one point he said, oh, well, you said X, Y, Z. And, you know, that shows lack of self-awareness. And I was just about like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, because since I started doing this work, that's one of the things. Now, are there times where I'm not self-aware? I guess I'm absolutely willing to concede there are times. And I'm much more self-aware now than I ever have been in my life. And so I was very insulted when he implied that I lacked self-awareness. And it was because of the way that I was answering him. And I was sighing and I was and I was pausing. And it's because I was annoyed. I'm like, you what the fuck are you doing, dude? You are wasting my time. I do not have time for this. I am hungry. I have another meeting that I have to go to. And so as he was talking, I noticed like a tightness in my chest. And I get that a lot when I get nervous or when I get triggered by something. And I was starting to like shake, like little teeny shakes, not something where someone would notice, but you probably know what I'm talking about. The shakiness of it, where it's just like, ooh, you're starting to get angry. And a part of me was very much like, I just want to go off on this guy, or I just want to hang up on him. But I didn't. I will say, and I've shared this in the past, I'm more of a quiet BPD individual that has been my history. Um, So I tend to internalize things as opposed to going off, unless it's like a family member or a loved one, then I, you know, will go more into like a fight energy. But if it's a stranger, I go more into a freeze energy. And and it's just like, because I'm so shell-shocked by the fact that someone is responding in the way that they are. Like, why do you think it's okay for you to treat somebody like that? Like that sort of um, mentality, right? But I was feeling very much the fight energy coming on. And I will say that because I noticed the tightness in my chest, like as he's talking, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm starting, I'm starting to get triggered here. Oh, I'm starting to shake. Oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed. And even though it's like, when he said that to me, oh, that shows a lack of self-awareness. Like I was just ready to, it's like, I want to say, no, dude, that's because I'm totally fucking annoyed at this conversation. And I don't know why I'm even having it with you. You are wasting my time. But I didn't say that because I will say the number one rule in dialectical behavioral therapy is you don't make a situation worse. So that's what I was thinking. And it's not like it was a bad situation for him. I mean, it was a bad situation for me. But if I had blown up on him, it would have made it a whole lot worse. So I noticed, again, I noticed what my body was telling me. Oh, I'm starting to tighten up. Ooh, I'm getting shaky. Ooh, I just want to like yell and scream. And because of that, it's almost like I I knew I'm like I need to refrain. I need to hold myself back and I so I kept calm. Um and I kind of just let him go into his spiel 
And I will say I was about to kick him off the phone because I had a meeting that was starting in like seven minutes. Because again, he had ran over the 30 minutes. It was now going into 40 some minutes long or whatever, or 50 minutes long, 53 minutes long, something like that. Um, And so I was about to say, you know what? I have to go. I have another meeting. And the call dropped, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> but And he called back and I didn't answer. And I will say that part I probably could have handled better, but I didn't really get the opportunity to. And I wasn't going to answer it um, because of that. Like I had a meeting. I'm like, I'm not entertaining this anymore. But I didn't let the situation go because here's the other thing that I used to do that I would have done in the past was I would have just said, okay, just let it go. And, but I wouldn't have, I would have sat there and stewed and gotten so freaking annoyed and angry. And then all of a sudden I would have taken it out on my husband or somebody else. Um, so instead of doing that, what I decided to do was I drafted an email to the support team. I drafted the email I got out all of my thoughts. I tried to do it in a bit of a diplomatic way. I tried to do it in a, you know, in a non-combative fight energy way. But I got out all my thoughts as best I could. And then I didn't send it. I just saved it as a draft. And I walked away from it for a while. Because that was enough to get that out, get that some of that energy out of me to calm me down. Um, I also made sure I got some food. And and then a few hours later, I went back and I reread it. And I adjusted some things to make it even a little less um, emotional sounding. And then I decided to send it. And so I took my time with this. And And what I think the big takeaway here is what I recommend and what helped me was noticing what was going on in my body and knowing that, okay, this is some fight energy. This is some, like, I, I should not, I I don't want to act on this because it's going to make the situation worse. And then afterwards getting some of that energy out by drafting that email, but not sending it because I just wanted to be able to get it out. And I wanted to make sure that they knew. And I told them in there, I'm like, look, the leader of this program, I know he's doing his own kind of personal development, um, trauma work um, from a neuroscientific perspective. And this was very triggering. And it was very condescending. And I felt like I was being verbally attacked. And I don't think that that was his intention. I'm sure it wasn't. But this is the situation. This is what happened. And then after saving that and going back and rereading it and then adjusting it a little bit more, I sent it off. And I felt so much better. I was so proud of myself for not having this super emotional response by any stretch. And I also stood up for myself and I did it in a way that I think was um, respectable. I did it in a way that still got my point across. And I got an email back asking, you know, hey, can we set up some time to talk? And it took a little bit to connect. And this was not with Jerry. This was with um, one of the support people, right? It's kind of like 
above Jerry, and then the head guy is above the second guy that who who's above Jerry. Um, so my point to all of this and sharing is is like I said, is just sharing with you what I did not to make the situation worse and to still make sure that I stood up for myself and not allow myself to be railroaded um, and devalued in a way. And what I will say is, if you are in a spot where you don't even recognize what happens in your body when you're triggered, this is something I've talked about before, that's the first step, okay? Basically, after you have an incident where you were triggered by something, go back once you've been able to calm down, once you've been able to get into your wise mind, if you're not familiar with that term, it's basically the emotional mind and the, um, I think it's the reasonable mind is what Marsha Linehan calls it, where the, it's like that middle point where they intersect, right? So you're not overly emotional and you're not being overly reasonable or logical or whatever. Um, because either one is not like one extreme to the other is not good. You want to be in that middle point. And as I've said before, when you are triggered by something, your ability to logic and reason, your prefrontal cortex literally shuts down. That is the part of your brain that helps you to do, to um, reason and logic, apply reason and logic. And that shuts down when you're triggered. When you go into a trauma response, when you are in that fight or flight mode, that shuts down. So absolutely no shame if you have been in that situation and you're like, oh my God, but I just had this horrible blow up fight and I couldn't even like, I like Kristen, how in the world do you even go back and backtrack this? Because like in that moment, I couldn't actually apply a reasonable thought. And you're right, you can't because your prefrontal cortex, your brain is literally incapable of it. So that's where we have to build some of that up. In creating that awareness. And unfortunately, the only way to do it is to get a little um, retrospective, get a little and, and look back at, okay, what was the last situation I just dealt with? And what do I remember that I noticed in my body? What sort of sensations did I feel? Because that's your body talking to you is the. Uh, Emotions are the language of the body, as Dr. Joe Dispenza says. So you feel it in your body before you necessarily think it, right? And it can go either way. But I would say with people who are deeply feeling, we likely feel it in our bodies first. And so we have to start recognizing what those feelings are in our body. What are those sensations? And because I've done this work for a while, I now know like what it feels like in my body, what some of when I'm getting triggered by something. Um, so I can go back and rely on that. And because, and it almost like it's a way to tap in. Okay. I'm getting triggered. Oh, I'm noticing these sensations in my body. And that starts to help ground me a little bit and keep my prefrontal cortex working so that I can apply logic and reason. But that's what helps 
to keep the emotions from taking over. So that's what I would say. As, as a first step, if you haven't done that yet, I, um, I recommend and I invite you to, after a situation happens, do a little bit of introspection and, um, I don't even know that that's the right word, retrospection. I don't even know that that's the, the right word. Do a little bit of, um, um, awareness building and think about, okay, I have to go back and think, what did I notice in my body? What was going on at that time? And I will say there are, um, I can't remember what I was watching or reading, but it was within the last couple of days that talks about how sensations feel in your body and what they're associated with. You know what? It might've been an Instagram post that I saw. I think that was it where it talks about anger feels like this in your body and happiness feels like this. Yeah, it was Instagram because I remember happiness is the only thing that you actually feel throughout your entire body. It's the only emotion you feel throughout your entire body. The other emotions are are um, more localized. So that's an interesting conversation. And that's where um, it's these sorts of things, like even that image where I'd love to be able to share with you if we have that community that I was talking about that I want to put together. Um, so uh, those are my takeaways. I know I keep circling back, but I also know that sometimes I ramble. And so I want to make sure it's just clear my takeaways. Okay. So I noticed the sensations in my body and that I was getting triggered. And I did not overreact in that sense. Yes, I had to, I had to control it. And, um, but I also didn't go into a freeze response and I didn't go into a fight response. After it happened, I got some of that emotion and some of that energy out by drafting an email. And you can do this by writing down, journaling, keeping a diary or something. And if that's uncomfortable for you, you can write it down either electronically and delete it, or you can write it down on a piece of paper and then tear it up and throw it away um, or shred it, that sort of thing. But it just helps to get it out, right? So I wrote it down. I saved it. I didn't send the email. And then I went back when I was in more of a calm, regulated state, even more so. And then I sent the email. And from there, I was able to have the discussions. I was able to talk about exactly what happened. And I let them know, I'm like, look, this could have been an isolated incident. But for me, it was really triggering. And I just, I'm sharing that feedback because, you know, I'm taking this um, teacher trainer certification for, for trauma informed, um, through the Institute of Trauma and Psychological Safety. So understanding that everybody, everybody has some sort of trauma and when we get triggered, what that looks like. So knowing that I'm like, this is not, I'm not going to be the last person that Jerry talks to that's going to trigger. I, I might be more on the extreme end, but I'm not going to be the last one. So that was kind of my goal with that of being able to provide that feedback. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that is helpful to you. If you have any questions, please let me know. This one's a little longer than usual. Um, so hopefully you've stuck around until the end. And if you haven't already, and you are interested, 
invitation to, as soon as you're done with this, go down to the show notes, click on that link. Yes, I'm interested in the community and send me over your email. Like I said, I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to send you a whole bunch of emails. It is just a way for me to know, are people actually interested in this? And again, don't assume if you're interested that enough people will reach out to me and say, and put their hands up and say, yes, I'm interested to get the community going. Cause that happens a lot. People, you know, and I do that too. Oh, enough people will respond. She doesn't need me to respond back. No, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, if it's something you're interested in, yes, please, um, go down to those show notes, click on that link, submit your email. And like I said, I, I want to get at least 10 people to put their hands up and say, yes, I'm interested because it, even if it's a small community, that's that's great. That's brilliant. I love that. But I want to know if if te- at least 10 people tell me they're interested, then likely there's significantly more. Um, so thank you so much. I hope this was helpful and valuable for you. Um, and if you have any questions, you know how to reach me. I hope you there's another link in my show notes. It's a Koji link, K-O-J-I. You can click on there and, and contact me through any one of the various methods down there. Um, and that is it for today. I hope you have a great one. I apologize for my ickiness sounding and my throat clearing. Hopefully next time I will be all better. Uh, but we'll see. It seems I get sick every other month or so with having two young kids in school and they keep keep bringing me their germs. So, (laughs) all right. Thank you so much. Have a great one. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like one-to-one support, sign up for a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.